Welcome to High Impact Influence, a podcast. Today, let's talk about a leadership primer. What's your point of view? For today, Wednesday, July the 28th, 2021. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. My name is Randy Cantrell. I am your host here, coming to you from Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Perspective matters. When I was a young hi-fi salesman in my teens, uh, work and tyranny kind of went hand in hand. I, I admittedly had a number of bosses who were a bit tyrannical. It was kind of the era. This is back when business was largely a zero-sum game which meant I win, you lose. And that didn't transcend just competition. It transcended into the workplace with bosses and employees. It would be a few years later that I would read a book entitled The Human Side of Enterprise, where I was introduced to theory why. All I had known, I didn't know that it had a name. All I had known was theory X. Theory X presupposes that people don't want to do good work. In fact, they won't do good work unless they have a boss who makes them do good work. Theory Y, as I was introduced in this book, carried a very different kind of point of view, and it was one that I just kind of innately had because I knew I wanted to do good work. I had coworkers who were also in their teens and They wanted to do good work. I had some coworkers that were much older than we were. They wanted to do good work. I realized not everybody did. And I understood very quickly that human beings have capacity issues. We are not all created equal, but it doesn't mean that people don't want to do good work. And in this book, I was introduced to theory. Why theory, why presupposes people do want to do good work. And if given the opportunity and if the conditions are put in place where they can, They will perspective matters, how we see the world, how we see our place in the world matters, because these are the things that determine our behavior. I want to encourage you to take some time today and think about, think about your perspective and think about your point of view more deeply. I'll give you a handful of questions to get you started. These are not comprehensive at all. They're just think of them as kind of the yeast to try to make the dough rise. Number one, why am I doing what I'm doing as a leader? Why do I do what I do? Number two, what am I doing? How how am I going to describe what it is I do? Number three, if I were one of my employees, how would I grade myself? Number four, what am I doing today? that I didn't do earlier in my career. And number five, what have I stopped doing that I used to do earlier in my career? I call it the Bula network progression of leadership. I'll put the diagram in the show notes for today. This is Wednesday, July the 28th, 2021. It very simply is a bit of a stair step and an endless loop. It starts in the lower left-hand corner with humility, which graduates to curiosity, which leads to knowledge, then understanding. And at the pinnacle in the upper right-hand corner is compassion. 
I define compassion very simply as a focus on others. Now here's the rub of it. A focus on others is scattered through all five of these things, humility, curiosity, knowledge, understanding, compassion. There's a focus on others all throughout it. And at the same time, there's also a focus on us because, well, it starts with humility. And this is very much a kind of a self-centered work. We have to do this. Each component is important. I put humility where it is because it leads the parade. It leads the parade because the absence of humility foils the progression and it foils all progress, just stomps down everything. So let me encourage you right off the bat to lean into humility by coming to terms with what you don't yet know, what you don't yet understand. And I'm going to tell you straight up, I don't include these terms specifically in the diagram because for me, I wrap them all up under the umbrella of humility. And the other terms are courage and generosity. Humility requires courage and generosity. These are the two major components of leadership humility. I believe there has always been, at least in my lifetime, an epidemic, a shortage, an anemia of leadership humility, especially here in the United States, because we can very quickly fixate on hierarchy. Because in America, and this could be true in other cultures, I just don't have the experience, we are often very interested, most interested in who has the power, who has the authority. We would rather be boss than leader, and they're not the same. So maybe that's where we ought to begin. How do you view being the boss versus being the leader? Do you make any distinctions between these two? And if you don't, that's okay because I'm going to be real happy to provide you some compelling evidence to prove that they are very, very different. Bosses do have power. No question. Bosses have authority. And that is not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, that can be a very, very, very good and profitable thing. It depends on how that power is used. So let's wrestle that down for a minute. What's the purpose of your power as a boss? Is it your job to solve all the problems? Is it your job to come up with all the solutions? Is it your job to be seen as the smartest person to whom everybody else can go, must go? Let me challenge that viewpoint. When you look at the number of people on your team or in your organization, I'm guessing it's a number greater than you. It is not uncommon for me to work with a leader of a small team of a dozen or so people. Nor is it uncommon for me to work with a leader who is in charge of thousands of employees. Size doesn't matter. What does matter are the varieties of people with whom we do our work. Lots of people doing lots of different things, containing lots of different skill sets and perspectives, people who have some opinions about the work they do. Now, don't don't just jump to the conclusion yet, because I can hear this really frequently from top-level leaders, especially number ones. Yes, but they don't understand the things I understand. True enough, but just tap the brakes on their lack of understanding for a moment. Too often, 
leaders use that excuse as a reason not to listen to employees. They don't know. They don't understand. Let me give you two counterpoints to that argument. One, listening gives you the opportunity to enlighten them if you can and if you want on the things they don't yet understand. This is important, but there's something more important, and that is number two. It gives you the opportunity to be enlightened by them on the things you don't understand and the things that you don't yet know, right? It rubs for them exactly as it rubs for you. And both of you are benefited, and most of all, the entire enterprise is benefited by your collective efforts to share your insights and your perspectives. Now, I completely understand that top-level leaders, CEOs, number ones, if you please, can't always share everything they know. It's not even good for the enterprise. Kind of a little bit like mom and dad know some things. It's probably not helpful to put some of those burdens on the children. But at the same time, our kids can get to a certain age and it's probably not really wise to keep secrets from them. And truth be told, we think we might be keeping secrets from them and they likely already know, but they may not all have the details quite correct. It can be helpful when we share our insights with one another. I don't often give advice to clients because I choose to let them live their own lives, make up their own minds, figure out their own ideal outcomes, and to figure out what works best for them. I've got it plastered all over my website. I I am not trying to live somebody else's life for them because they are them and I am me. However, I do always begin every coaching engagement by sharing as honestly as I can how I see the world of leadership And I do that because I don't want to impose. I want to persuade. I want to be a leader with a high impact. I'm really, really motivated to have the highest impact I can on my clients. So here are some truths that begin every coaching engagement for me. We lead people. We manage the work. They are not the same. Leadership is influence period. It's not power. It is not being a boss. When the boss, the one with the power has the highest influence leadership, then it is remarkably powerful. Everybody benefits. Leaders do for others what they are unable to do for themselves and leaders who have boss authority, even more so. Leaders take aim at helping people perform better by making sure they have the resources they need. That includes removing the roadblocks that prevent high performance. Leadership is based on humility where the focus is on others. It's all about helping others do great work. Now, as I recite those things and talk about those things with a client during my very first engagement, I will frequently encounter clients who've never heard these things. Maybe they've never heard these things expressed quite that way. I've never yet had a disagreement. And I think that mostly is because these are leaders who are open to anxious for 
their own self-improvement and growth. Otherwise, I'm not going to be sitting here talking to them, right? Because they've already got a high degree of humility before I'm ever engaged to serve them. Otherwise, they wouldn't be open to have a person like me help them. And as long as there is sufficient humility to accept responsibility for ourselves and our influence, I mean, there is my enormously high expectation that growth and improvement not are possible, but they're probable. And you know what? I have never found an exception. Blind spots. These are the bane of every, every leader. What we don't know will hurt us and it will hurt our organization. And we know that, and we avoid that best by refusing to silo ourselves by refusing to think that every problem is ours alone to solve or by refusing to think that every good idea has got to come directly from our mind. It's by understanding that we are surrounded by people who get up every morning wanting to do good work. And we, we are able to contribute, to give them a garden in which they can best grow. Great leaders grow people and growing people, growing people, they perform the best work. And that's my point of view. What's yours? Are you interested in growing your leadership? Do you think a personal, confidential, private, one-on-one coaching experience might suit you well? Then call or text me. I'll put the phone number over at the website. It's all over the website. But call or text me. 214-682-2467. 214-682-2467. I'm here to help. My name is Randy Cantrell. The website is growgreat.com. The podcast, High Impact Influence. You know that your leadership path forward, it begins with your own growth. It absolutely does. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to hearing from you. 214-682-2467. See you.